you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome, everybody, to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We're live in New York City. It's Tuesday, October the 17th. I am Stacey Dales. As I said yesterday, these men need no introduction. Kyle Brandt, to my right, your left, across the table, Peter Schrager. To your right, and beside me, Jason McCourty. What's up, Matt? Just, just, just to give you guys an update on yeah. Jamie Erdahl, she is back. Okay. She landed yesterday. Stateside. She will back in, be back in her chair tomorrow, okay. I believe. So... All good news there. Good news for the Cowboys fans. Yes, it was. Listen to this stat. They are now 10 and 1 uh-huh. after a loss okay. since 2021. That is the best in the National Football League. Well Woo! done, Dad. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Cowboys Chargers with something. The Hall of Fame. That's it. Hang it up. Hang a banner. Yeah. Let's get some lead block. I'm not saying either of these two teams are the best two in football, but they're really talented, a lot of good players, and the Cowboys, four and two, and a downright jolly. Mike McCarthy on the Mike McCarthy scale, as well as his QB1 after the dub. This was a, you know, a bumpy night. You know, I mean, 20 penalties and the up and down this, but, you know, I just love their resilience and fight. And, um, you know, we came out on top. Philly loses, San Francisco loses. It's a good weekend. Do you look at a, big, you look at a bigger picture here yeah. at all? Good weekend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy weekend in the NFL, but we're on the right side of it this week. So, and you know how fast that can turn. You said it was a big win. Was this a must-win, though? Yeah. It was. Yeah, it was a must-win. Why? I mean, it's early no, in the season. I mean, yeah, early in the season, but three and three, four and two or three and three, that was a, it's a huge difference. We, we talked about after last week not, not allowing this thing to landslide, and obviously I think a win like this allows you to really close that book. 
Ooh, close the book. Dak Prescott, jolly. That was a good word, Kyle. Yeah, don't see that much from Mike. Yeah, to describe the head coach, Mike McCarthy. Peter, what'd you think? Uh, Dak Prescott needed a big game, and I think yeah. he got one. This was one where he spent the entire week having to listen to and answer questions in the media. He was a little snippy at points because mm. of a three-interception performance and a 42-10 to 10 loss last week on national TV. Not often you get to go back on national TV. And in this case, mm. LeBron's in the building, Jay-Z's in the building, that that, that female uh, fan of the Chargers who was going absolutely <laughs> bonkers was very in the building. They showed her more than Taylor Swift on the broadcast. She just uh, has a new pot on iHeart now. That's what? coming out. Yeah, she's a new pot. Yeah. Yeah. Have a name, but she's very doesn't matter. Very subscribe, excited. like very excited. If you know, you know. Uh, I thought Dak was really impressive with his legs. Now you mentioned that was the yes. longest run of a touchdown of his career, yeah. but this was all a game. Dak had seven different runs this game, and he went for forty yards mm-hmm. on these runs, and that's not a part of the offense typically. I felt like Dak on this one right here was a design play, a read option, and then the pe- the play where he had to go to Pollard, and it was a. 60-yard play by Pollard, which was everything we want from Tony. Dak actually used his legs to get open and to do that and yeah, wheel it around. Stand. So he moved. Look, he said it best. Four and two is a lot different than three and three. Uh, th- that's not some earth-shattering quote. But when you go into the bye week, mm-hmm. imagine they had lost two back-to-back time games and being yeah. three and three, and the world is falling, and Stephen A's on, and he's talking, and Skip is throwing jerseys around, and all the different I don't meetings. know those people. We know those people because they're in <laughs> our world. What about what Jason's saying and what I'm saying and Stacey's saying? You understand right, what I'm on. saying. It continues to go. <laughs> Clear, and, clearly. Yeah. Right, guys, I value you most importantly. <laughs> I'm talking the hysterics you, outside of this little wonderful bubble we have. Yeah. Um, Dak found a way. This isn't a game that they're, they're going to put him in the Hall of Fame for, and yet he used his legs, something he doesn't typically do, and he had zero interceptions. Mm, so important. Yeah. I thought Dak Prescott was huge in this game. Didn't make that mistake. And to your point, the rushes were one thing, but him moving around in the pocket, evading sacks to make plays was awesome all night long. But I look at the matchup of Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore. During the broadcast, they talked about those two guys, offices being right next to each other, how many times they shared ideas and went back and forth. And you look at that game yesterday, the Cowboys gave up 17 points. And you look specifically at the last drive. And for the Chargers, you have a quarterback in Justin Herbert. Game wasn't pretty. You have the ball with a chance to go down and score and possibly tie this game up or go win the game. And it was amazing because Troy is on the broadcast and he's like, they haven't had a sack all night. They've kept Micah Parsons yeah. under wraps. And just that right fast, Micah Parsons come free, comes free and gets the sack. And that right there was the lead to, all right, now third down, you get it. And there's pressure on Justin Herbert. He moves around, moves around, throws it. Stephon Gilmore comes away with the interception. And I looked at the, the philosophies and the schemes and those guys going back and forth. The Chargers couldn't run the ball at all. Staley said it at halftime. That was part of the reason they couldn't get the offense going. They weren't able to do that in the second half at all. Herbert has the finger on the opposite throwing hand. That looked to be bothering him possibly. But that Dallas Cowboys defense, they showed up all night. And when it mattered most on the last drive, their two best defensive Mm. players showed up and made plays. It's true. I think this game was really fun. And I imagine the ratings will be very high because even if you don't care about the Cowboys or Chargers, there's a lot of playmakers in this game. Like, it was a big fantasy game. There's a lot of players in your fantasy lineup. And I think about the fantasy players who are going into the Monday Nighter and they're down six or seven and they got Austin Eckler. And he's back and you put him in the lineup and they're like, I'm set. Smoke him if you got him. Eckler's a machine. You didn't win. You did not win. Austin Eckler's automatic. They tried as hard as they could to involve him. They threw to him. They ran to him. Cowboys defense. And I think it's a how quickly we forget. First two weeks of this season, the number one story in the NFL was not the Niners. It was not the Dolphins. It was the Cowboys defense. And we're saying, this team's different. The defense is amazing. Now, 
then they got smacked around a few times and they lose to Arizona and it goes away. We had a little bit of a reintroduction last night about how talented they could be, how good they can be, and why maybe they can be different. And it isn't your garden variety wild card slash divisional Cowboys team loss. I really like the D. Now, the offense, I don't know. I, I can't bash them today because all, all, all season I've been saying the Eagles, it doesn't quite feel right. They're finding themselves, but stack wins. The Cowboys, it doesn't quite feel right. Yeah. They're sort of finding themselves, but they stacked a win. It's a borrow from today's vernacular. Like, who out there on the Cowboys offense is him? Like, who's the him? Scott Van Pelt gives out the Hemi Awards, another ESPN yeah. brethren of ours. Let's go. Who gets the Hemi? I always want it to be CeeDee Lamb. Is CeeDee yeah, Lamb he him? He had a big catch. He, oh, he, he, was, he was last, last night. night. He played well. But I know was what you him? mean. I know what you mean. Are they centering their whole defense around? We CeeDee Lamb is always, uh, you know, uh, it's You're right. talented yeah. and good. But, like, I don't look at him like I look at Tyreek yeah. or, or Cooper Cup or Jamar yeah. Chase. Yeah. It's, it's like I'm ready for him to make the jump and become a superstar and be 88 and be him. He's almost he, there. He's got to get the football. Yeah. So he got the football last night. I thought Brandon Cooks, you guys, do, do we not agree that of the four targets and four catches, he was, he was outstanding? And the end around also. Yeah. Right. He showed him that he needs – Gallup got all the targets early and it showed mm-hmm. late in the game. Cooks needs to be the other guy that we're going to because 100%. he showed up when they need him most in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and I don't know if we've seen Pollard's best football, obviously, right? Uh, I think the best is yet to come. What impressed me – by the way, uh, to your point, Peter, Dak Prescott 4-0 this season when he doesn't throw an interception. Right. Kind it's, of an important deal. Hate to say game I, manager, but sometimes that – that's the term. Like it, that defense is good enough. Well, well, let's talk about game management because I thought their end of half game management was honestly outstanding. If you go back and look at the last drive of the first half, uh, it, it led to the go-ahead field goal. C.D. Lamb had a huge 23-yard catch in that in that drive. Jump in if you guys want to here. <laughs> it, it was a six-play, 57-yard drive going into the half, gave them the go-ahead score. At the end of the game, they have. The touchdown after the 14-play, 54-yard drive, four first downs. Mm. Really outstanding clock management to me if you're the Dallas Cowboys. Brandon Cooks and C.D. Lamb were integral in that. I think they looked at what the Chargers were coming off the bye, and I think they had a good plan going in. Mm -hmm. Are we not giving Dallas enough credit? No, I think we are. They won the game, and it it wasn't pretty. And last night during the broadcast, they talked about the Kellen Moore-led offense that we saw with the Cowboys the last few years, and now Mike McCarthy taking over. And some of the numbers were skewed because of how Dallas beat up on some of their opponents. But it just looks like when you look at, you're saying CeeDee Lamb, we're talking about Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard just handing the ball off back and forth is not really using all of his talent. Splitting him out, getting him in space Mm -hmm. is where he was really effective. So I think when we see this Cowboys team, we see so much talent. Talent. We see Cook showing up in the fourth quarter, but where was he the first three quarters? I see 20 points. The so Chargers' what? defense has been annihilated. Yeah. Wait, wait, if, so, if Justin Herbert could put, could put a drive together, they win. No. Yeah. Uh, if, if, if the Niners, Kyle, if the Niners doesn't happen, if that game doesn't happen, mm-hmm. are we having this conversation? Like this. It definitely did happen. I saw it. It was pertinent. It was relevant. Um, but no, I, I think it's more to that, Stacey. And I think, it's, I think we're talking about the Cowboys in a, in a bubble of three or four years. I, I just, my take is always, how is this team any different than any other Cowboys team we've seen through Dak, through Romo? They're always good. You're right. I knew they would win this yeah. game. I predicted it last week. Of course they would win this game. They always win after a loss, to your point. Yeah. Can, are you special, though? That's why yeah. I, I don't want to bag on C.D. Lamb. He's a really great player, oh, but like, I, I want him I, to be a star. I get it. it last, night, last night, you're looking for guys play, like, 
All right. You'd, you'd agree that Marquise Bell uh, it was all over the field. And Deron like, Bland. Deron Bland all, Bland all over the field. Him. Like, those guys are the ones that are going to be the ones that get them yeah. over the top. Yeah. The you know you're getting what you get from Dak. You know you're going to get CD and Cooks. And they're all going to – but, like, you're going to need that player that we didn't know going into the season to step mm -hmm. up. And they had a couple guys on defense last night. But to your point on offense – Sometimes you're waiting for that big playmaker, and it, mm. I don't know if it's coming. They wanted it to be Gallup early on. They were Gallup had ten targets. Yeah, no, they were. That was going to be the Gallup. That game. was a plan. We're yeah. going to Gallup on whatever his matchup was. One thing they did is they pressured Justin Herbert on 48 yes. percent. I believe it was, was of his back. dropbacks. That's the most this season yeah. uh, against Justin Herbert. Right now, we are going to welcome in our insider Tom Pelissero hey, on this Tuesday. Uh, we hate to stay, start the day, Tom. Obviously, talking about the injuries, but what's the latest? Let's start with. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. This is kind of how I always start the day on this show, Stacey, so don't worry about it. It's not you. It's me. Let's talk about Bills quarterback Josh Allen, who banged up his throwing shoulder on Sunday night against the Giants. Underwent tests. Allen downplayed the injury. Coach Sean McDermott says, as of right now, as of Monday, Allen was sore, but thinks that he'll be all right. In other words, he's avoided a major injury here. Josh Allen is not a quarterback who misses a whole lot of time, so you would anticipate if it's possible physically for him to be out there, he will be this week. McDermott wouldn't speculate on Allen's status just yet. The backup in Buffalo is Kyle Allen. As for Bears quarterback Justin Fields, he is doubtful for this week's game against the Raiders, according to coach Matt Eberflus, after dislocating the thumb on his throwing hand on Sunday against Minnesota. Now, for Fields, Eberflus would not rule out surgery, wouldn't put any specific timetable on it. There's certainly optimism in Chicago that this is not a major injury, but it's going to come down to how quickly can the swelling go down and Fields grip a football again, something that he couldn't do when he was trying to go into the game again last week. If Fields can't go, and it certainly sounds like it's trending that direction, it would be undrafted rookie Tyson Bajan from Division II Shepherd University getting his first NFL start this week against the Raiders. And for Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence, Coach Doug Peterson categorized him as day-to-day -day after he banged up his knee in this past week's game. Again, optimism here. This is not any type of a serious injury for Trevor Lawrence, but they got a short week on Thursday night game against the Saints. Lawrence was listed as did not participate on the estimated injury report on Monday. This is one we're going to be monitoring here to see how quickly he can rest, get rid of some of that soreness, and hopefully be out there if he can't. C.J. Beathard is the backup for Jacksonville. Every single play, the way the resolve, the fight, defense going out there, pitch a f***ing shutout in the second half. Offense, offense, moving the ball up and down the field. We're that close. Let's go. Family on three. One, two, three. Family! Almost without it. Yeah. We're so excited to have our next guest on the show. He is in his third year as head coach of the New York Jets, and he's fresh off one of the biggest wins of the season. Let's welcome in our buddy, New York Jets head coach, Robert Sala. Yeah. What's up, guys? Love having you on mm -hmm. here. Uh, we've had you on several times before. But I don't think we've ever had you on when your team is 3-3, three and three, coming off a win over a conference champion. You guys are at the bye week right now. You look at this thing from 20,000 feet. How proud of you? Or how proud of this team are you right now as you thought, okay, Rodgers goes down and look where we're at despite all that? Um, you know, as a coach, you always think you could be even better, you know. Um, 
uh, just going back through the first six games of the year and where we've lost opportunities to uh, take advantage of the situations we were in. But, you know, the resolve of the guys in the locker room, I, you know, just Joe D um, and his staff and and working with us and all that stuff, just the character of the guys in the locker room and the uh um, the, the, the type of person that, that, that we brought in with regards to the players that this is all them, man. They, uh, it's an unbelievable group of guys. Uh, they fight their tail off. They believe in one another. They fight for one another. They trust one another. And, um, and yeah, there was a little bit of getting up off the mat and trying to adjust, uh, to life without Aaron, but, uh, really feel like our guys are starting to, to believe in what they're capable of and, uh, uh, getting ready to, uh, attack the second half of the season. I love it, Coach. It's so good to see you this morning. You talk about guys believing in each other. This past Sunday, you had guys down in the secondary. Guys stepped up, young players, and they showed out. You guys held the Eagles to under 20 points this season, and the defense was a lot of that. And watching you on Sunday, Quincy Williams make the play. You're doing his celebration with him on the sideline. What is it about these young defenders and how they're able to show up and the trust you have in these guys? No, for sure. You and you know, I, again, credit to yeah. Obviously, you know, coaching staff was working tirelessly uh, Friday and Saturday as some of those changes were being made. But then for the players, the selflessness of the players, because you, you know, um, it's not it's not a very comfortable thing when the first time you've ever tried a new position is the Saturday before a game, and then you actually got to go execute it on Sunday. Um, so there was a lot of guys playing uh, different positions. Safety's playing corner and nickel. Nickel's going out the corner. We had. He's playing gunner. Uh, you know, we only had four four corners dressed the entire day. And so there was a lot of guys doing a lot of things that they've never done before in an NFL football game. And, uh, you know, so, um, you know, hats off to them. You know, they, they, there was no flinch. They put in the work on Friday and Saturday to get themselves prepared to play. And, uh, um, and nobody flinched. Everyone believed that we'd still be able to play a good football game. And, uh, you know, like I said, credit to them. Well, no flinching is coaching, man. That was an awesome, awesome win, and hats off to you as well. Coach, before that win, you had Jets fans going from Twitter to WebMD and searching Achilles injury recovery time. Now, what they're going to see is months and months and months, but what they saw here was Rodgers not only there, not on a scooter, not on crutches, throwing a football in his own two feet 34 days after he went down on the turf against the Bills. It's incredible. So what are you hearing about his recovery? And be honest with us, Coach, how likely are we to see Aaron Rodgers again this season playing for you? I'm, I'm telling Kyle, I'm one of those guys searching. I'm like, why is he supposed to be doing this? Yeah. And because um, I've, <laughs> I've got people who have, you know, Coach Richard Sherman, uh, who was coming off his Achilles. Uh-huh. I've got friends who have had Achilles injuries. I've, and um what he's doing, according to them, is absolutely ridiculous. Um, for him to be walking already, I wouldn't put anything past them. You know, he he is a big believer in manifestation, and you are who you think you are, and you become what you think about. And uh, he is willing himself uh, to to return faster than what you're supposed to be. Like he, it's amazing. I think he's fueled by doubt. I mean, I don't think I know he's fueled by doubt. You doubt the more you doubt him, the more he the more fuel he has, and. Um, you know, he's on a mission. And uh, there's one thing I've learned about him is that when he has something in my very short time with him, but when he's got something on his mind and he's got and he wants to prove something, he's going to prove it. Um, so a lot of people can doubt him. I, I'm not doubting him, but, uh, but awesome. I'm, I'm, we're, we're watching. We're, you know, we're leaving the door open for him. But uh, it's amazing to see how hard he's been working and, uh, and the intent at which he's been doing it. 
Give us a give us an idea. I mean, could we? Is it ridiculous to suggest at the end of the regular season, if you guys are alive, that we see Rodgers? Your guess is as good as mine, man. I'm just uh, like I said, we're leaving that door open for him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, everything says he shouldn't be be able to do this. Everyone's like, God, he, mm-hmm. anyone, any medical professional, anyone who's been through an Achilles injury, yeah. the, it's all the same. Like, there's no way. But but don't 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 tell him that. And uh, yeah. and like I said, the more you doubt him, and the more you doubt whether or not he can, he's capable of doing it. I, I think it just fuels him. And uh, because of that, I mean, if I was going to bet, even though gambling is illegal for the uh, for employees, <laughs> but if I was a betting man, I would bet on him, not against him. I love it, yeah. Coach Sala. One of my favorite moments from the victory. It was just spectacular. Was after the game with your general manager, Joe Douglas. We see you jump into his arms like a baby. Uh, how's Joe doing, Robert? Uh, man, uh, Joe, Joe is uh, Joe's unbelievable. Um, he's such a special. Well, teammate. how was he though, Coach? coach after coach. this, how how was he after this? Hey, what's his web? Oh, oh, I got you. How's he feeling? <laughs> he's just fine. You're, you're you're not going to break Joe. I mean, he is a he is a a ball of muscle. An absolute ball of muscle. He is dense. His hands are heavy. Uh, trust me. He, uh, uh, I'm, I'm not saying I'm, a, I'm an enormous person, but he'd throw me around like a big old baby. So he's. Uh, I mean, he is. A, he is a. He's a typical alignment. Squatty, firm. Um, but uh, but he's in way better shape than than uh, than the eye might tell you. Mm-hmm. Coach Sal, yeah, Coach Sal, your defense uh, has been really spectacular, especially up front. A lot of people have talked about. Uh, the embarrassing opposing quarterbacks comment. What, what, like, take us into the pride that you feel with that that front seven, and and kind of dig into that comment a little bit with us. No, for sure. You know, um, the word embarrassed was probably not the, the the right choice of words for me at that time. But um, but I do. There's a lot of uh, faith in the in in, the, in in our defense and Jeff Albrick and how how good a job him and the uh, defensive staff do in terms of preparing guys every week and uh, just doing everything we can to make quarterbacks' lives hell. And uh, you know it, it starts up front with our uh, with our four man rush and and the complexity of our zone defenses and and how precise we are in executing play in and play out within those defenses and uh, our coverages. Um, you know, but. Um, you know, it's not a knock on any of those guys. You know, Josh Allen, Mahomes, uh, Hurts, they're some of the best quarterbacks in all of football. And, and anytime you can get an opportunity to play those those types of players, it's always going to bring out your best. And, uh, you know, but uh, there's a lot of pride to it. You know, they're they're the best of the best. And uh, when you can perform at a high level versus the best of the best, it, it is something to be proud of. But, um, you know, we're still going to get a lot of opportunity coming up. You know, um uh, the yeah. Giants, uh, Daniel Jones gets back healthy, got a lot of respect for him and even Tyrod and all his his career. And you just look at the list of quarterbacks. You got Herbert following after that. And there's there's so many, so many damn good quarterbacks in this league. And um, it is a quarterback driven league. And when you can when you can make it hard on them, it's always fun. Let me ask about the locker room, because, you know, you guys had the Hackett situation in August when Sean Payton made his comments. And then after the loss to the Patriots, it felt like everyone was bailing. And then you have this game. Against the Chiefs, you're down 17 nothing, and something mm-hmm. happens. Like you guys just start turning things around. And since then, it's been taking the Chiefs to the wire, beating the Broncos. The home stadium seemed electric. I wasn't mm-hmm. there. It looked incredible on Sunday. How big is this chip on this team's shoulder right now? And I feel like these guys are coming in here with boulders on their shoulders every single game. 
And what's the vibe in that mm-hmm. building as far as nobody believes in us talk? First, I'll say this. MetLife, uh, this is year three for me, and it's this is the best atmosphere we've had uh, in every single one of our home games. Uh, it's been unbelievable, unbelievable, uh, especially when it gets dark out and the lights go out and all that yeah. stuff. It's pretty cool. The fans are into it. It's loud. Um, uh, definitely feeling like we're getting a home field yeah. advantage, uh, especially when our fan base starts starts getting a little rowdy. Uh, so keep that coming. All right. Uh 12th man is always very important, especially at home. Um, but I, like I said, the the beauty of the character of the uh, guys in our locker room is that the, keep telling them that they're not capable of doing what they think they're capable of. And uh, and I think it just fuels them. Um, these guys love football. They love coming out to, uh, to work every single day. They love competing. They love competing for one another. They love hanging out with one another. Um, they're willing to sacrifice for one another. Um and they showed it. And it's not just talking about sacrificing for one another. It's actually doing. And uh, like I said, it it takes a special man to to not only prepare himself to play a completely new position, but, uh, but that he hasn't played since probably peewee. And then to go out there on game day uh, and expose yourself to film that everybody in the world has playing a position that you've never played, that you haven't played in the NFL before, you have to be willing to sacrifice. Your, that's sacrificing yourself for your teammate. And, uh, you know, so it's it's a special group. Uh, they, uh, they're locked in arms. They play, you know, you look at our D-line. You know, we rotate nine guys. You know, you got to be selfless knowing that another guy's going to get an opportunity that you may not get uh, because of the way he might be rolling in that particular moment. Our running back room with Delvin and Brees um, and Michael Carter and just knowing that all three of them can can tote the rock 20 times if uh, if need be. And then the receiver room and the tight ends. we got three really good tight ends, uh, but everyone plays for one another and it's selfless. And, um, you know, it's like I said, it's, it's a pleasure to be around these guys and, uh, you know, again, credit to Joe and his staff and just, you know, just the collection, the collection of humans in that locker room. It's pretty cool. One of the more cerebral, insightful guys in this league. We love talking to you. Uh, with that said, let's cover your biceps now, Coach. In the offseason, there were some pictures of you on the golf course. You looked extremely fit. We named you the fittest coach in the league, even over division rival Sean McDermott. You know how they get – if you get to your 40s, Coach, and you're in decent shape, everybody wants to know, oh, what are you on? What are you taking? Set the record straight. What is your favorite supplement, and have you gotten some in today? Talk about it. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I always joke around because it's a, um, yeah, um, you know, we, we it's all the old-fashioned stuff, man. You got your creatine, you got all your vitamins, you got your protein, but uh, mm-hmm. nothing a little PHW can't hurt. And, uh, you know, just waking yourself up, the, the hard part is walking into the gym, the fun part's walking out, but... Um, but you got to be willing to put yourself through that grind and make yourself uncomfortable. And, you know, it's just, I don't know, uh, my dad put that in me a long time ago and we just keep it going. For any of the noobs who might not know, Coach, what exactly is PHW? <laughs> Pure hard work, baby. <laughs> yeah! yeah! <laughs> Woo! Jets are winning the Super Bowl! I said it! Let's go! I want to douse myself with water. Yeah! Oh. Uh... <laughs> Coach Sala, thank you so Thanks, much. Coach. We appreciate you joining us. You're the man. Have a productive uh, bye week coming up, Coach, and uh, we'll look forward to having you back on the program. Thanks, thank Coach. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. We're back on Good Morning Football. We have our three-time Super Bowl champion, our NFL Network analyst. He lets us know everything that goes on behind the scenes. Welcome to the table, our guy, Scott Scott? Scott. Yes, Scott. What's up, Scott? Good morning, everybody. Morning. Great to see you. Great. Doing real well. Always Thanks. good to see, see you. you. We had some upsets this past week. The Browns were able to take down the 49ers, and they did a lot of this on the back of their defense. And they got their new coordinator, Jim Swartz, over there. You worked with him back in the day in Cleveland. What impressed you most about the way they were able to perform this past Sunday? Yeah, first of all, Jason, it's true. Schwartz and I were slappies together back in the early mid-90s, and you can check that out on Cleveland 95 if you want. But I think what impresses me the most is how quickly they have taken on the image, the personality, and picked up the system of Jim Schwartz. It's really amazing how quickly they've done that. But the other thing that impresses it, impresses me is the growth of some young players, particularly I'm going to talk about Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, who has quickly gone from being a good player, above average player, to being a very, very good player this year. And I thought that was interesting because when Schwartz got there, Schwartz loves smart smart players, players that he can use a lot of different ways. Schwartz right now is using JOK in a lot of ways, 
that are really, really helpful for the team. But the thing I guess that impresses me the absolute most about this team is when you look at them on defense and you look at the collection of pass interference, defensive holding, illegal contact, and roughing the passer, they're the second fewest in the NFL. So they're playing fast and furious, but they're playing really, really smart football. And that is exactly what Jim Schwartz is. It's so funny because you hear about Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett, but JOK and then that defensive backfield has mm. been absolutely fantastic. So love you shouting them out. And Jim Schwartz, for whatever reason, maybe there is a reason, just absolutely has dominated Kyle Shanahan in those matchups. We talked about that yesterday. Uh, speaking of a defense, how about the Jets on Sunday? They picked off Jalen Hurts oh. three different times on Sunday. You worked with Jets defensive he was coordinator it. Jeff Ulbrich in Atlanta. Ulbrich is a fired up dude and he's got it going on. When you watch this Jets defense, we talked about the Browns. What do you see? Yeah, first of all, a shout-out to Brick because Brick is one of those coaches who's incredibly smart. He's incredibly motivated, but he does a great job of not only sharing his knowledge and teaching players and mentoring players, but the other thing that Jeff Ulbrich does is he's one of the best evaluators that I've been around. Go back to our time in Atlanta. He was there and a strong voice and advocate when we drafted Foye Olakun, when we drafted um, Deion Jones and also Devondre Campbell. So Brick knows it all. He knows how to use players when he has them. When you look at the Jets' defense again, this is another team that is playing fast and furious. And I don't know if I agree with the word embarrassed, but he certainly lined. They have lined up against Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahomes, Mac Jones, Russell Wilson, and Jalen Hurts this year. They have shut them all down. And when you take the combination of Mahomes, Allen, and Hurts, when you look at the season those three quarterbacks are having. They're, they have a passer rating of 101.5 in those games. Against the Jets, those three quarterbacks only have a quarterback rating of 61.7. Jeff Ulbrook and his defense doing an amazing job this year, and I see that continuing quite honestly. Let's put the front office hat back on because, as you know, the trade deadline is creeping up Tuesday, October the 31st. Mm. I know you've got an article on NFL.com right now explaining what that trade deadline is like from an executive's perspective. Talk about the conversations that are happening right now in front offices around the league as that date looms. Stacey, I think what happens now, we've seen a little bit of a shift, something that might be coming a trend, which means there's likely to be more in-season trades. Last year, we saw that there were 19 trades in-season, which was an awful lot. But I think the reason that that's happening, you asked the question about what conversations are taking place. Trade conversations are always taking place. But the difference that's happening now is teams are finding ways to figure out the financial component. How much dead money is going to be left with the team that trades the player? How much money the new team is going to have to take on? A perfect example of that was the J.C. Jackson trade last week or two weeks ago where the Patriots took on J.C. Jackson from the Chargers, but the Chargers were forced to pay a large part of his salary this year. That makes trades a little bit easier sometimes when teams who have the player, when they trade him away, they have accounted for the amount of money that they have and that they're going to be spending in their budget this year. The new team may not have that. So teams are now finding ways to deal with the financials. And right now, I think most of the conversations are not just about players, Stacy. It's about the financials involved. Scott, the NFL International is in full swing right now. We, we were talking about a London Super Bowl looming sometime in the future. Meanwhile, the NFL Academy, this is the UK-based player development program for student-athletes. It's like football Hogwarts. It's incredible. Last week... 
They took down Brooklyn's Erasmus Hall, Peter. They took him down. They had won the last four New York City football titles, Erasmus did. So we got something going here. Brooklyn holding another L. I'm sorry, buddy. I, I, I love you, but they did take the loss. Scott, take the moment, though, the victory, to speak the NFL's commitment to really doing the work, developing the game overseas and making this thing fly. Kyle, I think one of the most important ways that the NFL is bringing the game overseas and bringing it internationally is by creating these academies. We talked a little bit about it when I was in there last week, that the NFL Academy in the UK is doing a great job. They beat two U.S. teams in a matter of five days. Yes, they beat Erasmus Hall, the home of one Al Davis, but five days earlier, they beat IMG Academy, which had been previously undefeated. They were 6-0. They were scoring 45 points a game. The UK Academy held them to a mere 14 points. So I think what's important there is the reason we're doing this as a league is because we want more international players. We want players with more background from other countries to take on the game. There were 319 international players in the NCAA last year. That's how we're bringing the game internationally. That's how we're making it grow. We just saw yesterday that flag football was announced by the IOC that it's going to be an, an Olympic sport in 2028 in Los Angeles. So we're watching the game grow because we're bringing it to the youth, the youth and allowing them to play so much. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics <laughs> he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of it like that, see that? ladies and gentlemen please welcome sam cassell to point game i remember you came out from crying tears <laughs> crying tears. i mean he was in a culture shock and then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning remember what i told you i said i said oh you think i can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
said elation to deflation, which leads us to this segment. We're going to talk about uh, the league. And when you look back at week six, which player or team gentleman okay. has taken you on an emotional roller coaster? Let's start with Peter. I don't know what to make of the commander's defense. I, this is a team. They gave up 40 points to the Bears on national TV, and we're like, all right, they're done. Yeah. Then they come out this week, and they look like they're the steel curtain uh, in Atlanta against this high-powered Falcons offense. Three interceptions, we know. They also held the Falcons' run-heavy offense to three yards a carry. All first-round picks, all up and down. Chase Young and Manuel Forbes, and, of course, you've got Allen and Payne and Sweat. They're all out there. And they look like Swiss cheese on a Thursday night without Michaels just, you know, <laughs> through the game. And then we get it to this, and it's like, okay, this is the 85 Bears, and they're mm. dominating. The way you just said that, Peter, their branding is it's chase and pain and sweat. It Those are the terrifying. Words. Those are the words that you'd want to hear. <laughs> and they, looked at, they were there. That was the roller coaster because I was ready to quit on Jack Del Rio's unit. And now I'm like, oh, they're 3-3, three and three, and they look good, and they've got a defense. Ron Rivera, I see you. you got those guys ready to play. I love it. I'm going to break the segment. I was going to go with the Saints, but this takes online about this woman. Tommy Morris, a broadcaster, says she's a hired actress. Ooh. Not really a Chargers fan. Oh, wait, wait, there's a thing here? Said her jersey was brand new. <laughs> a plant. Plant. To put the camera on her, just go absolutely nuts. <laughs> we need to... She was charging, wow. saying, get him, get him. And the Chargers actually had the ball. All right, so you're in L.A. There's all, all kinds of actors. Yes. There's takes. They said it was Cowboys fans everywhere. They had to plant this Chargers fans, this young lady. And they're just like, just go nuts. She earned her check, though. She did a she great, did a great job. She did a great job. I thought job. they were on strike the actors. I thought, they were, I thought they were striking. Is she breaking union rules? She said she's you're... a fake Anna Scab. Peter, it's a Chargers fan. Why don't you give her a nice moment? Okay? Anna Scab, we're going to go to I choose to believe that that was an authentic Okay, I'm just, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to let the people. Well, I wanted to let the people. Here's what we heard. need. We need footage from any other Chargers game. Yes, that of her being there. If she's or at home. If she's Fugazi, we're going to know by 8 a.m. Like, we'll I, I think she's authentic. Stacey, what, what's the team that's taking you on a roller coaster ride? <laughs> I was going to go Buffalo Bills because of all the injuries, yeah. right? Yeah. Matt Milano, right. Trey White in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to go because I live in Chicago. Guys, how ironic is it that Charlie Uke, who's like our boss, is in yeah. the studio right now? And he's a big Bears fan, and I live in Chicago, and I do um, the score radio, a uh, little plug there. Sure. Every week. Shout out to the host. Th- this has been an emotional freaking roller coaster, you guys. Right now, Justin Fields has a dislocated thumb. The defensive coordinator, Alan Williams, gets dumped a couple weeks ago. We had the obvious uh, Chase Claypool situation in which he's now a Miami Dolphin, and we're going to wait and see what he does with them. But he was dumped by the team. And it has just been expectations to what if you're mm-hmm. the Chicago Bears? They just mm-hmm. lost to the Minnesota Vikings, who the other are the other bad team yeah. in the mm-hmm. NFC North. And so for Bears fans, I know you're all watching me right now. Yeah. You are feeling exactly how I'm feeling, though. I don't root for anybody because I cover all 32. Mm-hmm. It's been awful in Chicago. Kyle. Well, the roller coasters do eventually go up, right? Like, isn't that the point? Like, that only, Thursday that, night win was cool. Thursday night win. Well, the Bears are more like the drop. The, you know, the ride where you right. just get up well, top. Let's make this regional. Charlie will uh, understand this. Gurney, Illinois, Six Flags, Great America. Okay. Are they the Iron Wolf? Hell no, because they stand up and the Bears <laughs> mostly sit. Uh, the, the Shockwave, way too good. The Demon is a little old school, sort of for intros. But I think it's just that thing that just goes up and just looks around the park for a while. You wait. I don't even know what that's called. The Sky Whirl or something, Charlie? You know that thing. Uh, <laughs> There's never any really action. You're like, why did I even ride this? You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iheart if a new house is on your wish list in the next five years grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an ohio homebuyer plus account from kemba financial credit union a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn seven percent apy a five hundred dollar matching bonus and a fifteen hundred dollar mortgage closing cost credit learn more at kemba.org offer expires march 31st 2025 apy equals annual percentage yield restrictions apply nmls 292230 equal housing lender federally insured by ncua 